Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 20 of our podcast that we originally recorded on April 6th of 2014. Some of the news stories we discussed for the week were Amazon's Fire TV, a five-year-old discovering a security flaw in the Xbox One, Amy Henning is headed to Visceral Games, tickets to the Dota 2 International sell out within an hour, RBI Baseball is listed for an April 9th release, the ET dig is a go, Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor is out on October 7th, we talk about what we're playing now, Elder Scrolls Online, Gears of War, and we talk about what we want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, gamers. Normally, we are doing this on a Monday night. It is a Sunday afternoon. My name is Joe. With me, as always, is Greg. And this is actually the What I'm Playing Now podcast, which Joe failed to mention. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say hi or something. Whatever. And I was going to get to that. Whatever, Joe. I you we know do what? This every week. This is episode twenty. Aren't you used to the whole format yet? I want a divorce. <laughs> we can't be married anymore. <laughs> um, we're recording a day early, everybody, because um, I will be leaving for PAX East this week. So, um, I will not be here, well, I'll be here Monday night, um, but we're going to be going out of town and taking a road trip, and we figured let's get one last episode in before PAX East, and then we will probably do one when I get back. Um, I think I'm coming back into town Tuesday, so I don't know if we're going to try to squeeze one in Tuesday night when everything's fresh in my mind, or if I will be too dead, and maybe on Wednesday we'll try to record one. Well, see, we kind of did that when we did our OLF recap. Right. What do we do that, like the, the day after? I think so. Yeah, because I I think the I think the logic we had was we should probably do it while it's still fresh. Correct. Instead so of waiting the next day and being like you know or like two or three days until a normal podcast like when they were like oh shit what happened? Yeah, so that's the reason why I mean it'll be well I'm going to Niagara for a couple of days as well after Boston so um I may I may forget a few things but I will try not to forget too too much and be able to try to remember as much as I can and hopefully come back with some good pictures. Um, I'll try to take maybe some cool videos or something while I'm out there um, and just try to catch up on some of the new games that are going to be coming out here um, that we're going to want to play. So kick us out some emails. Our emails, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Drop the G. Um, Google Plus, plus.google.com slash plus what I'm playing now podcast. And Greg's been doing a lot on our Twitch TV channel because I've been playing too much damn ESO. Um, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Do we have any studio updates for anybody? Uh, nope, not really. Okie doke. Normal stuff through and through. Then what's the next part of the show? Hit the music. Uncle Greg's picture minute. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, screen share, dumbass. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, we're didn't. Hang on a second. Wait, this isn't. What? Hang on. Computers 101. How do you okay. screen share? There we go. There we go. Google Hangout. This is uh, this is the Amazon Fire TV. Um, you play it in the Amazon, your TV catches fire, and all the Amazonians run away. Okay, that was good. I had to laugh. That was very good. I had to laugh, but I muted myself because I didn't want to take the... <laughs> Uh, and this will actually happen in your living room too when you do buy the Amazon Fire TV. Your, you know, Amazon trees will spout 
in your living room, and your TV will catch fire just because it's that fucking awesome. And those are the Amazonians running away, right? Exactly. The one's jumping down here. Um, he's kind of, But the other guys are running, and these guys are really excited. This is me and you. We're excited to play the fire TV. Okay, the other ones are running away, and it looks like the one on the bottom there, it looks like he kind of like, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. This this is that old lady from that commercial, who, that Lifeline commercial. Nice. All right, well, you know what? Perfect segue into the first story. Amazon, $99 Fire TV box. That's right. Um, Quad-core processor, 1.7 gigahertz. Or Adreno 320 graphics, 2 gig of RAM. It's got um, Wi-Fi N, 802.11N, Bluetooth 4, 8 gig internal storage, HDMI out. USB 2.0, Dolby Digital Plus. It's got a LAN connector. Uh, Maximum PC has a pretty nice article on it, as well as a funny-as-hell Gary Busey commercial, <laughs> which made me laugh my ass off. I love that thing. That was amazing. That's like, that was fucking classic. <laughs> like, if you ever wanted to see Gary Busey at his finest, this is it. It's... <laughs> It is the epitome. It, it's Gary Busey. That's all it is. <laughs> How can you go wrong with Gary just, Busey? It's just the epitome of Gary Busey. Um, it was great. Uh, the box looks really sweet. $99 for this hardware is I amazing. Almost, I almost, I tell you what. I, Ama- I, I mean, I had to pay so many bills this week, or I would have clicked the buy now button. I mean, I couldn't believe when I heard it was 99. I was like, "Wow, that's that's some really good hardware." Um, I think the, the controller is like 49 or something like that. 39 or 49? I can't remember what the controller is. Uh, 39.99. Is it okay? Yeah. Um, and the controller doesn't look. It looks okay, but it it just doesn't look very comfortable to use. I'd, I'd have to get my hands on it, but um, just from some of the pictures I've seen, I don't know about it. See, I'm probably going to be the idiot that buys the Fire TV and then buys the controller, too. Well, you, you'd almost have to buy the controller because right. I'd want to try some of the games and stuff on here, so you you need the controller. But, um, yeah, I was... I mean, I've been really wanting um, a Google, a Chromebox, and the Asus one that I've been looking at is 179 This for 99 I know probably doesn't have... It's much much functionality as that would, but I, this for ninety nine bucks that just sounds like a damn good deal. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and with Amazon buying that um, the one gaming company a couple months ago, um, it's. I mean, you, you almost know, you almost have to get it just to see what they do with it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what. How many people actually jump on this, and what type of games actually do come out? See, my problem is, aside from like you and Brian, I don't have any friends that are that jump on the cutting edge like this. So I can't right. say I can't like call Tommy or something and say, "Hey, man, did you pick up that Fire TV?" And he's right. like, "He's like, what the fuck is that?" You know? <laughs> yeah, there aren't there aren't too many people um, that I'm friends with that are cutting edge either so this is either a me or wait to try it type of thing so mm-hmm. right uh, I'll have to see um, it sounds good I mean in some of the games that they're coming out with for this I mean they're mentioning Minecraft Monsters University Game of Life Walking Dead NBA 2K14 um, they're I, these aren't typical Android games I don't think I mean I think these are, are going to be a step above I mean I don't think they're going to be 
PS4 or Xbox One quality by any means. This isn't that type of hardware, but... Um, you know what? As long as I get my Flappy Bird on the on the Fire TV, I'm good. Yeah, well, that's going to be short of impossible unless you've already downloaded the APK and you siloed it somehow. I, you know what? I'll find one. I'll just go on eBay and buy a, a $5,000 Android phone. I can get it for you. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I, I know people who have the APK, so... Oh, do you? Yeah. Nice. They download. They, they download. They downloaded it before it was taken off the store. So that's um, that's something. But um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens with this. Ninety nine bucks, outstanding price. And it does um, look good. It, it's it's a nice looking piece of hardware too. It is. It's nice, small. It was on sale the day that it was announced. That is awesome. The way they do that. That is such a cool thing where you don't announce something and they have to wait for it. It's like, hey, guess what? We have this and click the buy it now button. You can get it tomorrow. It's Done. like, hell yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on this one and see what happens. But um, that was definitely ties in with Uncle Greg's Picture Minute, and that was one of our first stories. And our second story just killed me. This was one of the first stories I think I put on the site this week. It was basically a five-year-old kid. Um, this was from The Verge. I saw this, I think, on Google+. Um, a five-year-old boy discovers a huge, huge major flaw in the Xbox One security that basically let him bypass his father's password. He basically entered it incorrectly once, and then when it asked him again, he basically put in all spaces and it let him in. <laughs> Seriously? I wonder, I, wonder how Seriously. Many, I wonder how many spaces he put in, though. That's the entry. Yes, that would be the interesting thing to know. Um, like, did you have to put in the same number of spaces? Well, you wouldn't know the password, right? So right. would you have to put in just one space, or would you just have to flood the thing with space keys? I Who knows? It, he could have just flooded it, possibly, and almost did, like, a buffer overflow of some sort. I mean, those are some of the biggest Microsoft exploits, usually. Um, or actually, exploits with any computer, or they just try to do buffer overflows. Non-sanitized um, input. But, um, yeah... I mean, the kid got, for the article here on The Verge, the kid got four free games, $50, and a free year of Xbox Live Gold. Didn't he also get put on a list of, like, actual security researchers? Yeah, he's, like, the youngest. It says on here, the youngest. We imagine he's one of the youngest people to have ever been added to the list. Um, he's also credited with a security researcher by Microsoft. Right up there with, you know, Krebs and, uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I was just laughing when I heard about this. I was like, really? This li and The thing is, what if he had never told his dad or something about this, and they actually never even mentioned this to anybody? I wonder when this vulnerability would have actually been exposed, and by who? Probably never. That's, that's a scary one. That yeah, is a scary one. You know, a lot of their exploits go undiscovered for years, though. Oh, oh yeah. You know, and even even when the exploits are out there, it usually they don't patch them normally right away. I mean, you know, you usually only have Patch Tuesday once a month on a Windows system. Out you know, of band, out of out of band is out of question. I mean, yeah, I mean, unless if it's some big, huge security exploit or something um, that they try to patch, you know, on an off Tuesday or something. But usually, it's that first Tuesday of the month is what they switch to. Um, so, hmm. that Man, was an Matt, interesting one. Mad props to the five-year-old for uh, further subverting a Microsoft system. That's that's outstanding. So, one of the other stories I found for the week, um, I got this one off a of giant bomb. I was just bouncing around between all of my new sites this week. Um, Amy Henning, um, she was um, part of the, um, she was from the creative director of the Uncharted franchise. 
Um, she's now going back to EA where she actually had worked years ago. Um, she was an artist and an animator back in the early 90s. Um, she's going to be working on an up-and-coming Star Wars game, which is not supposed to be tied into the movies, per se, from what the article's saying. So I think that could be pretty cool. Uh, I think a lot of people have known there's uh, some Star Wars games in the works, but with her being on as creative director and a lead writer, that could that could be pretty good. That could, that yeah. could, there, there could be a pretty good game coming there, hopefully. She did amazing work over there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and having her weight as, you know, in a creative sense over there should really help out the games that they're going to make in the future. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's good she landed something, um, you know, heading to Visceral Games, and it was, everybody was wondering what was going to happen with her after she had left um, Naughty Dog, um, and this is where she lands, and it's kind of crazy that she's actually back someplace, you know, some odd 20-odd years later. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what's going to happen to us, Joe, is, you know, I'm, I'm going to move on from my job, I'm going to go do other things, I'm going to end up back there. I don't know if I'm going to go back to the comic book store. I don't. <laughs> Not too sure I want to go back to the The comic book store was fun and a great place to work, but um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind it. But the pay definitely is a lot different than what I'm making now. As a, uh, I'm, I'm, so. I would imagine so. <laughs> the admin pay even, for comic book store. Even, even when I was part owner, the pay is still a little bit better now. Uh. But I, don't get got, sit, but I don't get to sit around and play games all day like I used to. So If you got admin pay at a comic book store, you'd probably tank the company. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> so, Dota 2. Yes, the good Twitch multi-live you know, live streaming game that everybody plays. Found an article. I think this is on every site, but I grabbed one off of Polygon. Um, they're doing another international. I think this is going to be the fourth um, fourth one because I think last year was the I think last year was the third I can't remember. It's like the um, fourth, or fifth one, something like that. Yeah, um, they actually are moving this to a bigger venue. They're going to Seattle's Key Arena, July 18th to the 21st. Um, Ten thousand tickets sold out in less than an hour. <sighs> Crazy. Less than an hour. Crazy, dude. My Twitter stream was a flutter when these t- tickets went on sale because of all the different gaming people that I follow and all the people that were actually going to this and talking about going to this. Um, Dota 2 is something I've played some. I haven't played a lot of the multiplayer. Um, I like it. I want to get into it. I just never have the time to sit down and overcome the learning curve to it. I would love to. I watched some of the international last year and thought it was pretty good. I watched some of the final matches and even some of the earlier matches. Um... I don't know how much of a Dota 2 fan you are. I don't know if you've ever played it or not. Uh, I've played it a little bit. I'd like to get a, like to get into it a little bit more. I, it's it's something that I've always wanted to get into, and like I said, I just never really had the had the time to just sit down and or, you know or just do it with like somebody else. Right. I mean, so this way you're you're learning with somebody else, and you can kind of like bounce different ideas off of each other, and not just trying to kind of pick it up on your own or have a group of friends to play. Let's do it, um, man. I'm. Hey, we can do this on a Saturday. I wouldn't mind doing Dota 2 on a Saturday stream. Let's do it, man. I'd, I'd be up for that one. We know in the next one of the next couple of weeks. But um, the yeah, ten thousand tickets—that's uh, crazy. I, I think the arena. I think they said can hold seventeen thousand. 
Jesus I don't know if they're going to open up any more tickets or not. I don't know if they can based on how their stage and how everything is and what how, what they have to do for everything. But um, I don't know. It sounds crazy that that many people are going to be there in Seattle and going to this thing. I mean, tickets were um, 99 bucks. It sounds like somewhere on eBay for 300 There were VIP tickets you can get. That's you know a lot of people don't realize this, but you know these kinds of competitions and and live streaming and stuff like that. It's a big deal. I mean, it really is. I mean, these people and they're over games you wouldn't even think were were kind of like live stream compatible. You know what I mean? Or like massive tournament wise. Um, just the other day, I found out there's a huge, huge tournament following for Persona Four Arena. Hmm. I did not know that myself. Massive, and I was watching some of it. These people are fucking good. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mean, if, you're at the, if you're at the tournament tournament level for anything, you're probably pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, it, watching them play P4A reminded me of that whole juggling mechanic in Dead or Alive that pisses me off, where they hit you and you kiss, you just keep going up in the air, and they just they time those hits to draw them out just until they can't, like you would recover just to hit you and keep it going, man. And oh my god, these people are insane. But yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a big deal. And Do and Dota Two is pretty big. I mean, yeah. I remember last year seeing some of the numbers of the people that were tuning into Twitch while the international was live last year. I mean, the the amount of people that were watching it were just insane. I mean, the numbers were just huge. Oh yeah. I mean, some TV shows would love to have that many people watching them at one time. <laughs> What they need to do is put Big Brother on Twitch. Yeah, I don't even know. No. You don't think that would no. solve the problem? No, no, because you know what would happen? Megalodon would just jump up and eat him. Yeah. So, neither of us play Battlefield 4. I don't think you do, at least. I played a little bit of it. Did you? Yeah. Didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I, learned, I know. I learned something new about you every day, Greg. I, you know what? I only did it because a buddy of mine on who's friends with me on PSN. He's like, "Man, you should really play some some like Battlefield." Or he was trying to get me to play COD, and I was like, "No, we're not gonna do that. That's, yeah. that's, that's stupid." And then he's like, "We'll play Battlefield, man." I was like, "Okay, whatever." Tried it for like an hour, and then just was like, "Yeah, this is dumb." Yeah, so I saw this I think on Google Plus too, and I grabbed the article off of Gamespot. Um, the Battlefield 4 players, um, some guys actually discovered an Easter egg, the Megalodon Shark. Um, it sounds like you have to get like 10 or so guys around this buoy out in the water or something, I think I read on one of the websites. And you can actually get this huge ass shark, which I don't know if you watched the video or not. It was pretty cool when that thing jumped out of the water and pretty much just landed on several people and it was just insta death. I'm gonna watch it really quick. I, I have the audio on my laptop muted so I can see what this looks like. But it was the I, thing is huge. I did I did not get a chance. Okay, so get ten people around the buoy. He's got the helicopters dropping it's, them off in the water. It was just crazy. I'm gonna kind of zip. Holy shit! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you saw that, that that is one hell of an Easter egg. I love Easter eggs in games, and kudos to the devs for doing this. That is awesome. It's on the Nancha Strike map, um, which was one of the new maps, I think, that was just released as DLC um, last week. I don't know how long the DLC had been out before players had actually found this. I wasn't able to find that information out. I really didn't even look for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, when I watched that video, 
I thought that was just awesome. Oh, that is amazing. That <laughs> was that's just sweet when see, now, when when devs do stuff like that. That's, see, now, I, this that's makes, awesome. This makes me kind of like Battlefield just because I, of this simple aspect. Tip my hat to them. Exactly. That is awesome. Oh, but that is incredible. I love that. So speaking of big sharks, dun, dun, dun. during the Titanfall release, Xbox Live experienced an outage. Now supposedly Microsoft saying, um, and Respawn was saying it really wasn't Respawn's game that caused the problem. Um, it was basically an Xbox Live issue um, that they're basically referring to from this um, um, GameSpot article. It's an unspecified issue affected Xbox. So it sounds like, pe- sounds like people that had gold um, are getting a free week. Lucky bastards. So I don't have, I do I myself do not have gold anymore. I went down to a silver member um, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Mainly just because I really haven't been playing the 360 as much. Um, I don't know. I, I own a 360 and it's in pieces in my closet because it, I kind of resuscitated it five times and was like, whatever. So... Yeah, I guess the fifth time's not the charm. No, third time wasn't either. And by the time I, I figured I was, what? Because I, I was with my ex at the time. I told her I was like, "What we're gonna do is, I'm gonna let this go for as long as I have thermal paste in this tube." And it was one of those little baby ones. It was one of the, you know nice little silver and ceramic mm-hmm. compounds, and kept plugging it in there, cooling it down, restarting it. The system would work for like an hour, and it would blow up again. And then finally, I was just like, "Yeah, whatever, we're done." So, no 360 over here, no Xbox One. Um, someday, someday. Did you see... Are you a Big Bang fan? Yeah, sort of, kind of. Did you watch last week's episode? No. Sheldon goes into what appears to be, I would guess, a Best Buy, and is basically sitting there on the floor with his hands and with his head in his hands, trying to figure out if he should buy a PS4 or an Xbox One. <laughs> Which one, one did he go of with? one of the best episodes. Which one did he go with? When he walked into the store, he picked up the Xbox One, and that's what he wanted. But then he saw the PS4, and he was like, "I don't know." He goes, "I just don't know." And Amy Farrah Fowler standing there, and she's just like, "I'll buy you both." He goes, "But you know, I only have one plug left out of my entertainment center." She goes, "I'll buy you a new entertainment center." He goes, "But which one?" <laughs> that's all he kept saying was, "Which one?" <laughs> that is awesome. It was if if you can watch the episode on a rerun DVR or <laughs> something, um, <laughs> definitely try to watch it. Um, when Sheldon walks in the when they're all sitting down to dinner the one time and he basically asks everybody what he should buy. Um, the one guy's wife basically says she goes she goes I like my Wii. Oh no! It it was I. I had I almost had to have Kim basically pause the show. I was laughing so hard <laughs> because he's like, "Okay, Grandma." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It was the whole episode was was spectacular. It was one of the funniest ones I've seen in quite a while. I mean, Kim and I are both big fans of the show, uh-huh. but this one definitely, definitely just hit home, and it was just just flipping hilarious. Yeah, I think the last time. I... See, I kind of lost touch with that show. Like, I watched the first two seasons, and then I just stopped watching TV altogether. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah was, that was a good one, especially since he was he was basically sitting there at the end of the. I won't even tell you tell you anymore in case if you watch it. So, so what do you want to lay down money on this story that somebody unplugged a patch cable? Oh, at Xbox Live. Yeah. Somebody, some, so so cleaning was probably back in the data center. There were some cleaning people back in the data center. Somebody was vacuuming up the raised floor and hit a cable. Pretty much. <laughs> because they, because they can't, they don't put their UPSs at the bottom of the racks. They actually put like the routers. That's it's it's very possible that um, it could have just been a kicked cable. It's those damn cables. Cat five, man, get you, get you every time. Yes. Um, there is another get together going on. Um, that is not going to be until August. August. Yes, August fourteenth to the seventeenth. Um, this week registration open for SOE Live Sony On Live Entertainment. Um, I think this used to be their big EverQuest get-together, but now it basically includes EverQuest, DC Universe, and Planetside 2. Hmm. Um, that's going on out in Vegas. Hollywood, Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Our registration doesn't I would love to go back out to Vegas. It doesn't open up till May. Or, wait, is it open now up until No, May? until May. Oh, okay. It's okay. open now until May for 129, and then from there, after there, the price keeps starts going up until hmm. either tickets sell out. But I think tickets sold out last year, from what the one article said. I don't know if this Polygon article said that or not, but I thought that the one place, the one article I read on another site, maybe said that the that it had actually sold out. Now the registration up. So I guess that include like the evening passes as well. I have no idea. I did not look at the official site. I did not read too much more other than that registration was open live. So I will not be making it out to Vegas this year. I was out to Vegas last year. I think I want to go to this. So have you ever been to Vegas? No, I haven't. Okay. Definitely go. <laughs> Vegas is a lot of fun. Is it? Vegas is a lot of fun. Oh, yes. Vegas is a lot of fun. Hmm. It's... It is just a crazy, insane time. Kim and I have a great time every time we go out there. We've been out there like three times, I think. Nice. Yeah, I have never. So my, tra yeah, my traveling extent is Youngstown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from where you live, that's not really traveling. That's yes. a day trip. <laughs> that's long enough for me. <laughs> So here's a here's a story, um, another one from Polygon. Um, RBI Baseball. Uh, we talked about this before. RBI Baseball 14 is listed in the Xbox Marketplace for an April 9th launch, supposedly. That is pretty much this week. Oh yeah. No price. They haven't said anything about the PlayStation Network, um, whether it's going to be out on the PS3 or not. Um, well, it is coming out on the PS3, but it doesn't. I don't know if it's coming out this week or not. Um, it's supposed to be coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. I will probably wait to get this on PS4. I will probably definitely buy this once it comes out, um, especially since basically both players can do co-op couch sharing and everything. This sounds like a blast. It's supposed to be an easy game that I should be able to teach the wife to play. Dude, th this one kind of sounds good to me. 
we were talking about this before, man. This is this, you know, they're they're looking to make yeah. a return to traditional RBI baseball style, man. And this is, I, I'm getting this, dude. I'm all over that shit. RBI baseball, was oh, my, yeah. RBI yeah. baseball was my game back in the day. We used to play so many of the sports games um, on all the old consoles. Um, I, lo- I mean, all the different sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there was one that we played more than any other. Basketball, baseball, football, soccer, we golf. Right. I mean, we literally would just play all the sports games, you know, when I was younger with a group of guys. It was just what you did. I loved and it. It was just a blast. Yeah, I mean, I remember the my one of my very first experiences with you know sports games was you know NHL '95 on the Genesis, and yeah. getting into those fights. Oh, that was the best part of that game. The best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. I did. Blades of Steel was outstanding. Oh my god! The original Nintendo. How could I forget that game? That Blades of Steel was just amazing back in the day. That and Double Dribble. Double Dribble. We, used to do, we just played the hell out of those games. I mean, when they used to go out for the slam dunks and Double Dribble, we'd just be like, yeah! And I mean, it was just like, you know, just flashing, you know, just a graphical animation of somebody going up. It wasn't even a smooth, you know, picture. It was just like, here, it was just like jagged animations and stuff. But it was, back then, it was the best you had. <laughs> it was the best you'd ever seen to date. You kids don't understand. You don't even know. I mean, it was it was it was just it was outstanding. I'm so glad that I experienced so much of that early stuff. Oh yeah, and it's just crazy where we're at nowadays. Um, and where we're going in the future, Doom Beta will be coming to Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Um, it sounds like that all pre-orders of Wolfenstein will get into. The beta, um, even if you're buying it on the 360 and PS3, um, if you buy it on the 360, you will get into the Xbox One beta. If you buy it on the PS3, you'll get into the PS4 beta. Um, now, one of the interesting things about this is on the Xbox One, you will actually need a live sub- gold subscription. PS4 doesn't need... PlayStation Plus, which is interesting because all multiplayer games on PS4 are supposed to be behind the PlayStation Plus paywall. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if there's no multiplayer in this or not. I am not too sure since it's just a beta. Um, trying to watch this video because I but, um, are you a big are you a Doom big Doom fan? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Love Doom. Doom yeah. is amazing. Yeah, Doom was. I, I remember playing Doom on the Max back and when we networked the Max back at the comic book store, and playing the original Doom oh, for just man. hours every night. See, see, we've progressed so far with the original Doom. Now there, there's that whole like if you go to Mod DB, there's a whole slew of mods for the original. Like so long as you have the original wads, you can mod the the game to pieces. Mm-hmm. And my my all time favorite. Oh, mod, yeah. I, my, I did a let's play this one of the first videos we put up on the YouTube channel. Uh, Brutal Doom, best yeah. fucking mod for Doom ever, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, that was at yes, that was a pretty good video when you did that. And I think I actually linked all the videos because we didn't have those linked up to the website. I think I did that this past week. Oh, really? Put those under the our play section. Yeah, hmm. I don't know if you caught that or not. No, I didn't. You go under the Let's Play section of our 
of our site, you will actually see all the videos, all the Let's Plays that we did, um, all linked up there now. See, this is how much I, I had them all up, up there last week. Yeah, I know. I, I can see that. Thank you. So I'm here for, man. I sit I'm... here. I sit here and toil and sweat and slave, and you don't even notice the stuff. No, nope, I don't. Uh, I just sit here and look pretty. Um, one of the stories we talked about, I think it was last week, or you know what? This might have been one of the. This might have been the week when this was Google what? Plus Google Hangouts blew up on us. Yeah. I guess we should kind yeah, of recap I think it. Was. it. I, I wish you kind of recap it because that episode is kind of unrecoverable at this point. So. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, Microsoft is when they put out the Xbox One, they wanted to make a bunch of original content. One of the things that they actually put some money into, it sounds like, is this documentary that they're getting people together to actually dig up the supposed. Um, New Mexico site where a bunch of the ET cartridges and consoles and a bunch of other stuff were buried back in the day. Um, for those that don't know, ET was released um, on the Atari 2600, uh, I think around the time the movie was put out, and it was really rushed. It was probably one of the most horrible games that was ever put out, supposedly. Um, it's probably one of the worst games that they say has ever been released. Um, and they produced millions of them. And from what it sounds like, millions ended up in a landfill somewhere out in New Mexico. So um, Microsoft one got together with some filmmakers, and they're actually going to be digging up um, this New Mexico site and trying to find a lot of these lost cartridges, possibly consoles, and who knows what else they may find. Um, but supposedly this was like the start of the fall for Atari um, back then. And this was, you know, I think a couple of years before Nintendo actually came around with the NES system and kind of brought gaming back to the forefront mm -hmm. and started the rise of, and it started basically the rise of Nintendo, which is still going on to this day, I guess you could say in some, in some sort. Speaking of rises, Reaper of Souls, Diablo 3, first week out sold 2.7 million copies. Interesting. I would say that's not too shabby. Supposedly, death per this Polygon article had been killed over 1.5 million times. <laughs> the number is continuing to grow, which is and hilarious. Some, and somehow he keeps coming back. Yeah. There's um, the number of times I've been stabbed at IRL. I didn't pick up Reaper of Souls. I was going to. Um, but I fell on the Elder Scrolls Online bandwagon, and um, considering I bought the Imperial Edition for that, and then the subscription and everything, I was just like, that's enough for this week. Maybe? Reaper of Souls may be put on hold for a little while. I wouldn't mind getting it, because um, I have gone back and played a little bit of Diablo 3, since the 2.0 update, where they or 2.0, 2.1, whatever the heck it was, since they read it all the loot, and I think, like I said in a couple other podcasts, um, it's definitely a lot better. You definitely are finding much better loot. It's since the uh, auction house is gone now, and I made sure to clear out the auction house of all my stuff and basically broke down all the components into craftable items. Um because it's really not selling the, selling a lot of the items in game just really doesn't net you a lot of gold. So breaking down the components and using them for for crafting is probably the better way to go. 
um, or at least that's what I thought. So that's what I did with all that stuff. Um, but it's it, the the loot's dropping a lot better. The game seems pretty good, and from what I've heard, this is actually supposed to be a pretty good expansion. Um, I think you've got two new classes you can play as, um, new skills even for your old classes that were um, there since launch. So, and a new level cap of seventy. Aw, level seventy. So it, you know, I, my character's still sitting at sixty. Can I can I just make a, a quick remark, really quick? <laughs> sure. One thing I've always found really weird about PC RPGs, you have to understand, I didn't start PC gaming until I was maybe fifteen. Okay, so okay. a lot of my a lot of my experience is on consoles, and most all of the RPGs that I had played up until I started PC gaming. Uh, the RPGs were always capped out at level 100 per character. You know, you hit 99, and then there was like, you know, with Chrono Trigger, there was like the double star level where you just can't go any further, and it was the same thing for the stats. If they hit 255, they were double starred, and they were just, you know, whatever. Um, Final Fantasy was the same way. Most of the ones, you know, like 6, which was 3, capped out at 100. Um, Final Fantasy 7, same way. Everything was capped out at level 100. And then I got into PC gaming, and it was like, Oh, your max level's thirty. Oh, your max level's seventy. Oh, now it's sixty. I'm like, who the fuck decides what levels your max level anymore? Like, I don't know. I, you know, I never really thought about that. But you're right because I do remember back in the day playing like um, Bard's Tale on the Commodore 64. I think max level was like 99. Right. It's like Mass Effect. The max the max level's thirty. Um. Well, it's just like some MMOs start out, you know, max level's 50. Mm-hmm. I think WoW back in the day, max level was 60. Um, I think Elder Scrolls is 50, and that's 50 seems to be what um, a lot of the games have settled on, and then the expansions, they usually go up by 10. Skyrim's, expansion. Is, Skyrim's I believe now, if you have all the DLC, is capped at 80. Because um, it was originally 60, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, without the DLCs, it's capped at 60, but if you mm-hmm. get the DLCs, it's 80. Uh, Fallout 3 was originally 30. If you have Broken Steel, it cap or yeah, if you have Broken Steel, it caps at 30, I believe. Well, see now here, there's there, there's one game I can think that basically went away from the norm of that. Which one? Ashron's Call. Max oh, level, yeah. max level before the expansion came out was 126. <laughs> nice. What, such an odd number. Nice base two numbers. <laughs> But then after the expansion came out, um, it, it jumped to 275. Yeah, and I think I remember saying this before. Uh, Star Ocean, the second story on the PlayStation, uh, max level for each character was 255, and I think there were 14 playable characters in that game. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a doozy. But yeah, I just always thought that level cap was really weird. Like, who decides what the level cap is, and how do you come up with that? <laughs> I think, thinking about some of the games, some of it could come down to the way they're doing their skills and how much access they want you to have to the skills. So based on how many skill points you're getting per level of increase, they probably want to limit you to the amount of skills you can put to one player or to one character. Um, so that it, I guess, I guess it all depends on the system that they use, you know, based around the leveling and, and the skills. I think is what it what it comes down to. Right. I don't know. I just always thought that was really weird because, you know, like I said, all the console ones were always, you know, a hundred, 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, 255, like an example of, you know, Star Ocean. But Right. Um, yeah, I just always thought that was a really weird disconnect. I would, And I would actually sort of feel myself get disappointed. Like when I heard Mass Effect's level cap was 30, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> What's going on here? I have a cat in my lap right now. <laughs> she was crawling on both sides of me. So I just picked her up real quick. When I went over to Tommy's house last night, his cat his cat was all over me. Like I, I, <laughs> I have cat hair. Until I washed my clothes, I had cat hair all over. I mean, he was, Even after you wash your clothes, you're going to have cat hair everywhere. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I know. I know. It there doesn't was, go away. There was a cat hair on my desk. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's... That would be interesting to figure out um, what does decide some of the levels or how they actually do come up with that. I, like I said, I think I think some of it could just be the skill system that they use and how much they basically kind of want you to have. Right. I, 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 it's just throwing it out there, food for thought. Yeah. Um, here's another game that we talked about on a previous podcast, something we wanted to play. Which was amazing! Yes. Um... One of the interesting things I will discuss here in a second, but let's get into the story. Shadow of Mordor for Lord of the Rings um, it has an announcement of a release date for October 7th. Um, but did you happen to read that for the PS3 and Xbox 360, they had to scale back some of the technology? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're little babbies. Pretty much. I think this game has so much AI data in it. Um, that one on the PS4 and the Xbox One, it's going to be outstanding to play it. Mm-hmm. I think it's... it's. I, I, I'm hoping we're finally getting close to the point, and I know you don't have a next-gen system, but where a lot of the companies are just going to start making the games for the next-gen consoles, mm-hmm. and the last-gen doesn't basically hold, hold back this next-gen as far as components that they put into the game or basically AI in, in graphics. So hopefully everything that they leave out doesn't make too much of a difference for the PS3 and the Xbox 360, but hopefully on the PS4 and the Xbox One, it's just a little bit better of an experience. In the Wii U, it sounds like they're being left out. Good. So. Yeah, I mean, they... they... It, it, this kind of shouldn't come as a surprise to people, though. I mean, there there is going to be a disconnect between previous gen and next gen. Right. You know, your next gen consoles, it, it's it's just natural. Your next gen consoles should have the better features, the better aspects about the gameplay, and all that other kind of stuff. And and it's interesting to me because we're this is an argument where it's going to be game mechanic that's going to be the differentiator, not graphic quality. Which has been the case between you know next gen consoles for quite a while. It's like, oh well, clearly your games are just going to look better because you have the next gen console. But there's really nothing to differentiate it other than the graphics. Here it's well, your AI mechanics are actually going to be better because the the console can support it. Right, and I think, I mean, this is one of the things. This is one of the big things that this game is touting. So. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it can just live up to it, and like I said, I, I hope you notice a big difference between the PS4 and the PS3, and the you know the the right. between this gen and last gen. So, so I was watching the the gameplay trailer, and it looks from the way it looks, it looks like this guy technically can't die, like <laughs> like he keeps getting killed and he keeps respawning at that tower. You know what I yes. mean? That's that's what makes it interesting. 
But uh, yeah, the, I mean, the graphics on this look good. I'm really interested to see this whole Nemesis system and basically what it's going to bring to gaming. And hopefully this isn't the only time we see something like this. Hopefully a lot of other games are going to take not this technology per se, but something like it and just just make the game so each playthrough can really be a unique experience. Mm-hmm. And, well, and I, I think these consoles are powerful enough to do that. Well, you know, with, with the Nemesis system, it's just going to be, you know, Resident Evil characters running around in Mordor. <laughs> you know, you're going to be fighting Joe Valentine and all this other shit. Great. Which Love would be a, Which would be an interesting mashup, by the way. <laughs> it would be. It would be different. And for our last game, we are going to the Wayback Machine. Tetris. But dun, dun, dun. Tetris on the side of a building? Yeah. So the guy who did this is um, what the hell is his name? The hell is this? I, I knew it, and I was just like, whatever. I can't remember his name. This guy apparently has done this before. He played Pong, or he made a he made a large LED screen and played Pong on the side of the uh, I believe it was a Sierra Center or whatever. He did it before, uh, but this time he did Tetris and he wrapped the LED screen entirely around the building, so it was like. One side, one side, one side, one side. Right. And they were playing it from down in the street, and he actually, I believe, he got a Guinness World Record for this. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was, and it sounds like it was, um, they were controlling it with a joystick. Yep. And that just sounds like it'd be pretty crazy to play a game of Tetris like this. Can you imagine that, though, dude? Just, like, standing, standing like, 50 feet away from the building and just playing Tetris. I love Tetris, man. That game's awesome. Tetris in color is amazing because... I mean, the first Tetris we played was back on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, the original Game Boy and the little green screen. And the, only I mean, thing that was, made, the only thing that made the blocks different was the little patterns. I mean, I remember having Tetris on the computers back in the day. I mean, that was a game my mom would even sit there and play. <laughs> she <laughs> you, used to love Tetris. What are you saying, Joe? I'm old? No, I'm old. You're not. <laughs> You're the furthest thing from old, damn it. <laughs> I'm looking old. I actually, I actually trimmed trimmed mine down today. I was yeah, trying to get I, ready for the week. I'm I'm trying to let it go for as long as I can. That's the goal. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was telling I was telling a couple of people at work when I had let my hair grow when I was at college, because I had gone to the Catholic schools my whole life, so my hair all I had always. We had to be cut short and everything like that. So the minute I graduated high school, it was like, I ain't getting a haircut for years. <laughs> my hair, I go to college, and my hair is halfway down my back. Oh, and, the one, and the one Christmas I come home, and I had a full beard. Jesus walked in the house Christmas time. Holy fuck, man. <laughs> there, was a, there was a point in time where my hair was down to my shoulders. And oh, when I worked at the comic book store, I, had, I grew my hair back then. Really? Oh, yeah, my yeah. hair was... I think my hair was... Past my shoulder blades, halfway down my back. Oh, time. Yeah, mine was mine was just like a hair below my shoulder, like probably at my collarbone here, and I had full you know full beard and everything. I was working at Dell at the time, and uh, damn man, I would never let my hair get that long again. It's, oh, it's so a, bad. It's a, pain, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, so bad. It's uh, I'm so glad I'm a guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, well, that's done with the news stories. Is there anything else we want to talk about news-wise? We had quite a bit of news stories, and we are well into an episode here. Yeah, no shit, man. (laughs) 
Walk All right. Down. Well, pretty much we're hopping into the What I'm Playing Now episode, and guess what, people? I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online. That's all you're playing. And that is pretty much all I've been playing. I told myself I'm going to play um, the second episode or the second chapter in The Walking Dead um, Season 2 on the PS3. I was going to try to do that this morning, and um, I had some running around to do and some stuff I wanted to do around the house. Didn't get to it. Um, yesterday, I was playing Elder Scrolls Online on and off. I was going to try to do a stream, and just I just didn't have really a good hour or two hours where I was sitting at the computer for that time to where I wasn't getting up within 15 to 20 minutes to do something else. I might try to do a stream this afternoon, depending on what the wife lets me do. Um, but so far, having a blast. Um, yesterday, three of us got into Cyrodiil and um, started running around and just PvP and partaking in the PvP, and it's and it's pretty cool. Um, the one guy that I work with that I do a lot of the that I do some a lot of online gaming with, um, we played quite a few of the MMOs recently together. Um, we've always talked about the Dark Age of Camelot. PvP and the way they basically had the three faction system, mm -hmm. and ever since then it seems like most of your PvPing is done just between two factions. And we often looked at each other and said, "Why won't a game come out and go back to the three faction system? Because when it's two, it's usually really imbalanced." Mm -hmm. um, and it's and I, you know you can you can go back to the days of like Ashron's Call where you really didn't have factions PvPing. It was pretty much just a free-for-all where basically it was the Wild West and you lived or died PvP-wise. That's, that's awesome. I mean, which is which is just which is a whole different world of PvP. Right. I mean, that type of stuff is just is is a level I don't think I will ever be at. The guys who do it, kudos to you. You're awesome. You're insane. Um, it's a rush, though. I mean, just doing the PvP that I was doing yesterday is just a rush. Um, but definitely the three factions uh, that they have in Elder Scrolls Online had such a great dynamic to it. And we really noticed it because when we had logged into the game and jumped into Cyrodiil, we noticed that um, we're playing for Daggerfall Covenant, and we were in the on the red side. Um, and we noticed that... Our side of the map was pretty much looked like it was being owned by everybody else. I think we were on the red. No, we're on the blue. But I Daggerfall covered it's blue. I was saying, we did Daggerfall when we first did the demo, or the beta, and it's, yeah, that's the blue yeah, one. Daggerfall covered it was blue. We were on the blue side. Red had owned, Red had a majority of the board taken over in a bunch of keeps. Well, throughout the day, it was battles going back and forth, and we pushed back and pushed them back and pushed um, some of the, some of the yellow faction back as well. Um, and it was it was just a blast. The keeps the siege weapons that they have there. Uh, I bought some siege weapons and we laid them down, and you can just mow people down with these things. Nice. And it was just crazy, crazy. Some of the battles. I mean, the the first battle that I, we ran into, there must have been thirty to fifty people that came out of this one keep as we're trying to take it. 
Uh. And it literally looked like something out of the movie you'd see in the Lord of the Rings, like a Battle of Mordor or something. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> just all these siege weapons, just all these people just fighting with each other. And it was just I'm like in mumble and we're talking I'm like I'm like, good dudes, this is this is one of the craziest battles I've ever seen in PvP. <laughs> I don't think I've ever experienced anything like this before. That's and awesome. it was so, so much fun. Um it's it's something that I'm probably not going to do every day for hours on end, but in between questing and stuff, hopping out there for a couple hours with a group of guys and just going around and killing people and just trying to help out to keeps back and everything, I could see later on in the game, once you're done with a lot of the content, it'll... The, the, the way Elder Scrolls is, there's one, there's so much content. Because right. once you hit 50 and you finish your 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 faction's quest area, you can actually go into the other factions and complete all of their quest lines as well. Nice. So there's and then there's going to be like different adventure modes that are kind of like coming up and adventure quests. There's I think going to be so much content in this game that getting through it is just. It will rival the hours you've put into Skyrim, I think, to get through a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Seriously, if not more. Really? Yes. From what so, I've heard, from what I've heard on a lot of the um, on a lot of the different um, ESO podcasts, I mean, they're just saying that there's just so so much content in this game. So speaking of that, my buddy Heath, he he finally got on Steam, and he was he wants me to start playing Daisy, which I'm like, eh, I don't know, but. Uh, he took a look at my my Skyrim hours and he kind of like puked a little bit. <laughs> He's like, "How the fuck do you play a game for that long, man?" I was like, "Dude, you have no idea. Like that that's my game. You don't even understand." And considering how much you like Skyrim, I'm when you pick up Elder Scrolls, and I hope it's soon. I have a feeling you're really gonna like it, and yeah, I, you are going to get. It will be your next Skyrim. I have a feeling. Ooh, that's that's a bold statement, sir. It's. I mean, you're not going to be modding it like you did Skyrim, but with all the additional content that they're talking about putting out, possibly every four to six weeks, which is pretty aggressive. Um, you know, I've talked about it in the past before the way Ashrons call up until this last patch, they were on a monthly patch cycle. You know, for the past fourteen years. Um, the last game that I saw that kind of tried to go that aggressive was um, Rift. They were on a pretty decent release schedule, which was about a six-week release schedule where they were do putting out patches and everything that had some additional content and just different stuff to it. It sounds like Elder Scrolls and Zenimax wants to do that as well. So if they do, this game is just going to get better. Yeah. And I mean, and I and I can honestly say. Um, because we talked about it a little bit last week, uh, the the launch day and everything. The launch was fairly smooth, but it, it did have some hiccups midweek. There was like one day where the servers were down for about a 12-hour period while they were fixing some database issues. Um, people were supposedly logging in and possibly logging into other people's accounts and just just a whole bunch of things. They took So they took the game offline for a little bit and fixed a bunch of things. Um, you sometimes get dropped out of the game and dropped back to the login screen and everything. It's by no means perfect. It wasn't it it wasn't a launch like World of Warcraft where you're sitting in queues for hours on end trying to wait to get in the game. You could play the game, you had a lot of fun. There were a few quests that were bugged. There was one that I found that was kind of bugged late yesterday. Um once I got into about the level fourteen, level fifteen area range. Mm -hmm. Um 
But a lot of the earlier ones, they seem to have caught all the bugs and fixed a majority of them that were stopping you from progressing in the quest lines. Um, so it's, I can't say it's the cleanest launch I've ever seen. Um, definitely not the worst. Definitely playable and definitely enjoyable. And, and I mean, it's it's Bethesda, though. I mean, if anybody's going to gracefully handle a buggy launch, it's going to be them. Yeah. You know? And and so, I mean, they they were doing a good job. They've already released a patch and cleaned up a bunch of stuff. Um, and it's 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 just really it's just really fun. I mean, I'm just having a blast playing it. And like I said, we PvP'd for a while yesterday um, afternoon, and it was all three of us were just like, you know, not all of us are hardcore PvPers, right? Um, and we we all just really enjoyed it and had a really good time out there just doing that. It was just really fun. Yeah, I've never been... I mean, the little I've played MMOs, I've never really been a big uh, PvP guy either, which, you know, my, my thing is... You've you've played with me on enough multiplayer games to know that I sort of... <laughs> I pick the guys that run fast, and they're not technically the strongest, but I still charge in and get killed. <laughs> and that's why PvP for me is, like, really bad, especially when you got to try to do corpse run. Uh, my shit's gone at that point. Well, that's, there's there's no it. there's no corpse run in this. You can you can have somebody res you right on the site, or you can basically just go right. back to one of your keeps and res there. You don't take any sort of gear damage like you do in PVE when you're playing against mobs. When you die to a normal mob, um, you do lose. You do have some degradation that happens to your gear. Right. In PvP, that does not happen. Oh, nice, nice. So, you know, your penalties are minimal short of basically what you can call feeding your opponents by basically giving them XP as well as um, alliance points, I think they get. Okay. So, because I started off with like zero, and when I got out of there, I had over 5,000 alliance points yesterday from all the PvPing we did, and I had bought um, a ballista or something that cost a good 17, 13 to 1700 alliance points. So, I mean, I probably had a good seven to 8,000 in the little bit of time I was in there yesterday. Nice. I mean, so yeah, we were doing some damage. I mean, we were dying, but we were also doing plenty of killing. That's not, <laughs> dude, that sounds amazing. Like it I, was, it was, it was fun. I need to, I dude, I, I need to do this so I can come play with you guys. And when and when you're rolling with a group of guys in mumble and you got each other's back and there's like somebody's behind you, you know, and you, you know a couple of the other guys in stealth and one guy pops out of stealth and just draws them in, and then you start battling and then the other two guys just jump right in and just gank them. That's all it is. Man, that sounds awesome. I need to jump in there with you guys. <laughs> sounds amazing. All right, what you been up to this week? Pretty much ESO's been it for me. I mean, I really haven't. I'm getting my Vita ready. I'm probably going to take my Vita with me to PAX East and stuff like that. Um, but that's mm. about it for me. Yeah, I, I haven't been gaming too much, honestly. Um, I, we've had, you know, candid conversations off air. I'm, I'm kind of preparing or at least trying to to have maybe a drastic change here before too long. So it's been kind of <laughs> preparing for that. Um, I did, and I'm going to shamefully admit this, and I, and I did when I picked it up because I picked it up on Friday. Um, I had never played Bioshock 1. Never. Uh, but, but I played the living shit. Everybody who knows me knows I've played the shit out of Infinite because I love it. I think that's right. a fantastic game. In fact, I, I thought you had played the trilogy, actually. I haven't even played 2, man. So, 
I picked up Bioshock 1 on Friday, and I posted on Facebook, and I was like, yeah, I haven't played it, and so here we go. And then my one friend was like, we can't be friends. You haven't played Bioshock. What's wrong with you? I was like, okay. I love that game, man. I love that game. It's so awesome. Bioshock's pretty good. I I think I played it um, the first couple hours of it back on the 360. You know, it's fucking scary, dude. It is horrifying. Like. It's, it's 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 a good game, and I and I'm playing it on hard from the outset, and man, am I running out of ammo? So them splicers just they're they're bullet sponges, man. Mm-hmm. They're total bullet sponges. Like if you if you don't hack a turret and and like kite the the splicers and lure them back to the turret, you're fucked. Yeah, you know, um, the combat mechanics are a little different. I was surprised. I'm used to having um. I'm used to the way Infinite plays. Bioshock's a little bit different, um, where you can only have one weapon equipped at a time. Infinite has your weapon and your Vigor equipped simultaneously, where you just shoot with the left and then Vigor with the right. In, uh, regular Bioshock, you can only have one or the other. It's it's kind of... There's a disconnect there for me. It's kind of hard to get used to, but um, I love it so far, though. It's amazing, especially now that I have a you know the backfilling from Burial C Episode 2 running into Bioshock, I kind of feel like I'm going full circle a little bit. Right. So, Which is really, really cool. But yeah, I love love the game so far. It's amazing. Cool. Good. Good. Yeah, it was... Back in the day, it was one of the great games that was released. Mm-hmm. Um, and it got very, very high, um, you know, ratings and everything. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a good game. I think it still has a 96 out of 100 on Steam. I, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yep. Oh yeah, man. That was, and I mean, it was a little twenty bucks. Um, but I, like I said, it's it's Bioshock. It's worth it. Well, I'm surprised it would be twenty bucks considering the game is, you know, as seven old years as old is. now. Yeah. Yep. But it's, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I wanted it, and I was like, if we're gonna do it, we better do it now. So. Yeah. Um. So yesterday I went over to Tommy's house. Uh, this is kind of leading into the next game. Tommy's kind of looking into getting to PC gaming. Um, cool. He's always been a real big console gamer. Uh, uh, Tommy's a buddy. To. Yeah, Tommy's a buddy. I, I, I'll just preface this. Tommy's a buddy of mine. We kind of mentioned him a couple of times on the show. He's a real big console gamer, Xbox guy, you know, whatnot. Um, he was talking to me recently about getting into PC gaming, and he was wanting to know about Steam because somebody, one of his friends had told him about it and was like, dude, you don't even understand what you're missing with this shit. Um, so I threw, I pulled, had my laptop pulled up Steam, and... Uh, one of his things is he wants to be able to play with a controller on the PC until he gets used to, you know, keyboard mouse type deal. And I was like, man, you got it all set. Like, you're going to be hard-pressed to find, unless it's an older game, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a game on Steam that doesn't at least support the controller in some way. And even if even if you do, even if a game doesn't, you can still, through third-party software, mm-hmm. set, up, set up bindings to where you can still play the game with it. Right, right. Uh, the controller. So my my experience with that software has been really bad. So I just I kind of shied him away from that because I didn't want to yeah. get myself in a position where it's like, yeah, I've used it. I'll show you how to do it. Where you were being his tech support, basically. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the one game I did have on my Steam that is 100% controller exclusive. Like, and what I mean by that is you absolutely have to have the controller because it doesn't work with a keyboard, as far as I know. Um, Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures. And okay. I fired that up. We plugged the controller into my laptop, fired it up, and I played through the demo level to kind of show him what it's like, you know, just playing with the controller. And then I basically just gave him said to go to town. 
and he ended up playing for like an hour and a half or something. He freaking loved it. And he, and he loved it. And I was just running through and explaining it, you know, Steam Tomb showing him, you know, community, library, uh, you know, how the games are managed and, you know, just navigating around the store for him a little bit. And, and he was, he was drawn in. So we may have oh. a steam, we may have a steam convert here, man. Hey, that's good. Uh, what type of PC is he running? Uh, he actually doesn't have one. He's, okay. he's still, he's got a laptop, but it's an old compact CQ 62. That thing's not going to do anything. Um, so I've got to help him with, you know, building up a rig and all this other kind of shit. And I, I'm tossing up the idea of whether or not I want to suggest to him a Steam box or not. Or if I just want to go with a traditional PC so he can do, you know, other shit as well as Steam. Not that he couldn't do that with a Steam box, but... Um, I guess I guess it all depends on... Yeah, I guess it all depends on what he... What he all wants to do. Right. Um, you know, and what he... If he's going to use more of the computer functionality than just gaming. I mean, mm-hmm. if he doesn't have a computer now, and if he does very little with a computer he has... Well, I mean, if he has a computer that's old, and he really doesn't do much with it, if he's not going to do anything else than gaming, you know, the Steam Box may be pretty much the way to go for him. Right. And that's what I was thinking, too, because his laptop that he uses, it's just for, like, writing occasionally, you know, and and an occasional internet outlet. So it would primarily be a gaming PC, which made me initially think, set him up with a Steam box. I mean, he'll be all set to go. Right. Um, you know, but the, the interesting thing, and, and I think I had this problem, too, when I first got into PC gaming, was, and I didn't realize it until he had, until I'd done this to him and he was coming back at me with it, um, you know, explaining to him the price point of a PC and then rationalizing that price against, you know, being able to modularize it, upgrade it as needed, and then still being able to support a fair amount of software for a number of years on a PC. Um, you know, trying to rationalize that initial price point to people is kind of kind of hard to do, especially if they're not ready for it. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why consoles are, one, little, you know, more popular, and two, you know, they are just so much easier because you're not constantly updating drivers and keeping the computer up to date. I mean, when you have a computer, there's some work on your side that you have to do to keep it up, especially if you want to be able to play the games at high settings. And, you know, like one of the things that I'm hoping to do this year um, towards the end of the year is I'm hoping NVIDIA is going to be announcing their 800 series video cards here soon. I'm hoping they be nice if they did it at PAX East because they actually have a panel at PAX East where they're going to be talking about some video card stuff it sounds like um, and I wanted to attend that one talk um, but you know I want to get jump up from my 560 to an 8 series card mm-hmm. I mean my 560 Ti is is a good card um, but I just want something that's just going to be a little faster um, especially with everything that I'm doing nowadays yeah I, I've definitely been looking at building another rig and I've got I've already got stuff spec'd out. I'll send you the... I, I got a new list built. I'll send it to you. Cool. Um, so, and then the last thing we played was um, Gears of War, man. Little Gow. <laughs> yeah. That is... stomping. That is still one of my favorite shooters, man. Still one of my favorite. It is. It is great. It's a great game. I, I, I'm, I'm the self-proclaimed master of reloading on Gears, man. <laughs> I, got nice. that, I got that shit down, dude. Nice. And, and you have to. Yeah. Because if you don't reload properly, it jams your gun and you're fucked. Yep. Oh, that, that is such a great game though. Like I, I love the first one. The second one's okay. I can't. I, I can't really get into the third one. 
I it, I don't know why. I just can't. I don't know. I played the first and second. I don't know if I ever tried the third one. Yeah, I mean, I would try it just to just to play it, but I I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It yeah, wasn't I the, like. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I have the first one. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like it wasn't like my progression through Halo was. Like, cause I really, cause it was kind of backwards. I didn't really like Halo One. Halo Two is probably my all-time favorite, and then Halo Three I liked, but it wasn't, you know, it just didn't grab me like the second one did. And then with you Gears, know. it's backwards. Like Gears One, I f- fucking love that game, and then t- it kind of got worse as it went on. But yeah, um, yeah, man, I can still, you know, we can have a game session of Gears and for you know six, eight hours and not think twice about it. Nice, it's amazing, man. Love that game. All right, that's our week. For what we were playing and what we want to play now, um, one of the guys I work with caught this video for a game called Get Even. And I have to say, if you have not watched this video, we'll make sure we put it in the show notes. Um, you definitely need to watch it. The graphics on this look ultra super realistic. It's definitely a next-gen console type. I don't know if it's a next-gen console or if it's just going to be next-gen PC um, because these graphics are just sick. And just the whole concept looks amazing. Hmm. Um, and one of the way he found it was um, it's actually coming out on Linux, supposedly as well. Was this with, was this the one you were telling me about? Yes. Okay. So uh, definitely, if you like, I said if you haven't watched the video, you need to check out that video and um, just let me know what you think of it because I just sat there and I was like, wow, that's the game. I was like, holy crap, that looks insane. That just looks incredible. So um, that was, I thought that that was kind of interesting. So that's something I want to do and want to check out when it comes out. Um, and then the other thing I want to do is just check out everything at PAX East this next week. Um, I just can't wait to see everything that's going to be there. And I don't even know whose booth I want to go to first. That's, I've already been talking about to Kim about that. I don't. I just don't know where I want to go first. So I got still several days to decide. Uh, what my whole agenda is going to be. I have most of the talks picked out that I want to go to. Um, and I've made up a whole schedule for that stuff. So I'm just really looking forward to this. I'm, I'm just so stoked to be able to go to this and just just thoroughly excited, like a little schoolgirl or something. So I, I still I hate you because I still want to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed I can't go. I'm just like, fuck, man. I'll make up for it eventually before the end of the year. So So that's about it. I think we are to the end of an episode. And yeah, it is much. our normal time. Um, if you have any questions, tips, or if you would just like to drop us a line, hit us up on email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Drop the G. Google plus plus.com plus.google.com slash plus what I'm playing now podcast and Twitch, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. And thanks to everybody who's been following us on Twitter. We have been getting a little uptick in some people yep. jumping on the Twitter bandwagon, so that's that's really cool. So Twitter followers are growing. It looks like people have been coming to the site and watching some of the different videos we're putting up there. We appreciate that. Leave us some comments. Let us know what you think. Um, and that's it for another episode of What I'm Playing Now. We will see you next week. And we'll let you know what we're playing. Have a good one. Peace.